episode 145 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here to discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Yeah. Good morning. How's, Good morning. How's, how's your Sunday morning been so far? It's been good. I got a nice coffee. I, I got a good stretch in. My body nice. is pliable and ready to sit here for the next hour and a half. Wonderful. <laughs> Strenuous activity. Absolutely. Sitting here podcasting. Uh, I, I'm I'm doing okay. I, I woke up and my eye won't stop watering. And I, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's just d- doing its own thing. So. No, it happens. I have very wet eyes. They'll just water a lot for uh, remotely any stimuli at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides that, though, I'm d- d- doing good. I'm feeling okay. Uh, had some waffles for, b- b- for breakfast. So I, too, am ready to start podcasting today. <laughs> Full of waffle energy. Day, I think. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the Valiant comic Livewire, and while I've got my Comicsology Unlimited up, the writer was Vida Ayala, and the artists for at least the first volume I've pulled up here are Raul Allen and Patricia Martin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was uh, an interesting one. So we've, we've read some Valiant comics here on the show previously. Mm. Uh, we have read the death-defying Doctor Mirage. Uh, we have read Quantum and Woody, uh, and I think did we do one more besides those two? No, I think it's just them. I, we we only did them. Okay, I think you've pitched me other ones, uh, but these are the only ones I've. I've we were only on our third Valiant title. Yeah, I've read some of my own. I've I've so. Valiant comics used to be super big in the 90s. They are kind of the like Mr. Pib or RC Cola (laughs) to the Coke and Pepsi that is DC and Marvel, right? Uh, They they have their own like superhero universe all shared. You know, it's all in one big continuity, but they're a lot smaller. So Mm. if you want to read the entire universe, you can because there's only like eight books that they put out. Whereas Marvel and DC, there's like 50 to 60 that they Mm -hmm. put out. So it's it's incredibly tough to read them all. Right. Um, And they Valiant ended up going bankrupt and they disappeared for a while. And then they kind of came back like. 2011 2012 ish i don't remember the exact year um but they yeah they relaunched all of their comics and they've been pretty damn good Mm -hmm. since then Uh, and i've 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 read like a good initial chunk of that stuff of the the entire thing there yeah it's good i highly recommend people checking them out they're a lot of fun Yeah, and every time I go back to the Valiant universe, I'm surprised that I can't see anything that connects it to the last title I've read. Like, if you didn't tell me Quantum and Woody and Dr. Mirage and Livewire are all in the same universe, I wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, so we've read a few things on the fringe, if that makes sense. Uh, 
whereas a, like live wire i think is the, the first one that we have read that is like this is one of the main characters okay they mention a lot lo- a lot lot of things and people that are like in the the okay. big story if if that makes sense um because yeah I, I guess now that we've read these three volumes of this solo series what did you think <laughs> i i i could i felt like i I I I haven't read some of the stuff that they were referencing, like the immediate yes. stuff. But I felt like I could follow along. Like I knew who the characters were, and I, yeah. I knew like all of this stuff. What did you think? Yeah, there was. It was less of a standalone story than I thought, and the, I think the narrative does a good job of providing you all the basic facts that you need <laughs> to understand the story. But I did feel like I was yeah. missing a lot of context. And like situational details like this is a story very much about big ethical questions or the sacrifices you make to reach this goal worth it. And like yeah. it's posing these questions I'm like I, I don't know how to parse these because I feel like there's so much context that I am missing. I don't really know where to plant my feet in all of these big soul searching questions. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah, I, I, I ended up liking the book mm-hmm. just fine but yeah I, I think if you're going into this for like hey i've never read something from the valiant universe uh yeah this this might not be the one um it's it's okay i i, I think you can do it in that sense uh they they give you enough to be like okay this is a character dealing with things she has done in her past Mm-hmm. Uh, and is now dealing with the fallout and the, the the aftermath of of that and how that is affecting her and the people around her. So if you haven't read the story that was directly before this, which I, I'm not even sure exactly what one that I think they mentioned it was is, called like uh, Harbingers. Well, yeah, so that's where she makes her first appearance. And okay. she, she goes through some stuff in there. I'll dive into a little okay, bit thanks. more of her history once we're in spoilers and stuff like that but it's enough where you can kind of take it at face value and be like okay i understand the characters going through some stuff right Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but it's yeah it's it's not the best of like oh this is who live liar is i'm starting from square one now i understand her it's not exactly the the best for that still good i i think yeah. personally i enjoyed volume two the most mm-hmm. um volume one i felt was kind of generic i um, volume one is the trickiest because she has a fight with this person who is like an old uh uh family member of hers in that you know they were part of family yeah 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 and they were under the same um the Sayat program, Sayats, you explained to me, are like the mutants, like the X-Men yep. mutants of the Valiant universe. And I was able to, <laughs> that helped me out a bit. Like, just think about it like X-Men. That works. It's a good way to Ex- go into it. That gives exactly. you enough of a basis to stand on. Like, she's having this huge climactic uh, face-off against this person who I've never seen before. <laughs> so I could, like, I was able to follow the story, but I'm like, I know I'm getting 10% of the emotional fallout of what these events are. 
yeah um yeah volume one just like in in terms of like superhero stories it just mm-hmm. felt like a g- generic like hey let's get things st- yeah. started yeah uh, vo- volume two i really really enjoyed i, th- I yeah. thought that was wonderful i think it's the most uh, complex yes absolutely and then volume three i liked but it just wasn't really for me um mm-hmm. I yeah just it 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 was still better than volume one in my opinion mm-hmm. just of how complex the the, the story yeah. was there and what was going on but yeah just not really a story I was interested in mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I I still think it's a decent book and it's it's good uh to see this character kind of out on her own because she Mm. i I don't think really had a solo book until this um she had been kind of a background character in some uh, uh, other characters books and then ended up leading the valiant universe's version of the avengers kind of uh and then I, I guess shortly after that is when this whole thing happened with her, like the the uh, the event that they mm. keep referencing in in this book that happened, and she got branded as a terrorist. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should should we do a synopsis to catch people up to speed of just like, hey, if you haven't seen or heard this, yeah, or, uh, yeah, do you, yeah, wanna take the reins. <laughs> Amanda McKee, also known as Livewire, is a a psyot we mentioned like a mutant. Uh, And her ability is technopathy. She can like go inside computers, all kinds of technology, Uh even basic things like a a digital watch. (laughs) She can go inside there. She can reprogram them. She can control this huge electronic and internet network. And she was part of a, a training program, sort of like a secret home and training facility for other psyots she found out that the their leader their xavier figure was like selling them out as soldiers betraying them was not a good guy the government was after all of these psyots and to help her friends escape she blacked out all of the u.s at least all of the continental u.s I, i don't know how alaska and hawaii were doing but she blacked out the u.s it it killed hundreds of people in that damage, you know, hospitals went offline, car crashes, plane crashes, all of these things. But it let her friends escape. And so now she's dealing with, should I have done that? What else could I have done? Now, my friend, you know, now uh, have I given Psyots a bad name trying to save them? Uh, do people look at me as an object of fear and not as somebody who's in trouble and trying to help my friends? How do I continue to help my friends when now I have to like live on the run like this? And so we see her face off against a, a past you know, Psyot cohort. We see her investigate a a new home for Psyots that seems like it's more on the up and up. And we see her work with a uh, aspiring politician who's uh, up for election. Uh, they're trying to help each other with their public images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's an interesting mix of st- of stories. Yeah, it's, it's it's in in three volumes. I feel like they did a lot. They did, yeah, yeah. And we'd originally we were only going to read the first two volumes because that's just 
the typical amount of comics we would read in a week. But then you pointed out, I think the third volume is the last volume. So let's yep. go ahead and do all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's a brief synopsis for mm -hmm. that one. Do you have final thoughts you want to say on that before we get into spoilers and stuff? I just want to say the art is great. This is a yeah. very good looking comic. In, indeed. Yeah. I, I, I like the art a lot. Um, the art in volume three, I, I, I liked it didn't connect with me as, as mm. much, but I, it, it's, it's still really good, good art. There, yeah. So fun stuff indeed. Well, let's get into some housekeeping and then we'll get into spoilers. Uh, this will give all of you guys a chance to tune out and go read those books. The first one is available on Comixology Unlimited. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, 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 other two you guys will have to purchase. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so you guys can at least go get a taste of what it is yeah. like on Comixology Unlimited. And I think the but next two volumes not... were just about six bucks each. They're fairly affordable. Yeah. Well, yeah. At, at, at least the time we bought them, they were 50% yeah. off. So. There you go. Um, if you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, which is thewhatnots.com. Uh, we recently had Ignacio from our podcast yeah. Crossplay, which is our video game podcast. He joined us on the Captain's Log, which is our weekly just off-topic shenanigans, hang out, have fun, talk about mm -hmm. whatever podcast. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. You guys should check that one out. Uh, you guys can find all of our podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. And if you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we have a $3 tier as well with all kinds of exclusive content from all of our shows. Uh, we would like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tiers. So thank you, Sam. We love Thanks, you a Sam. lot. Thanks for helping out. It means a ton to us. Uh, if you guys also want to support us on Twitch, you guys can do so. You guys can subscribe to our channel, which is twitch.tv slash the whatnots. Uh, we stream each Wednesday night, usually around 6.30 or 7 p.m. Eastern time, streaming some video games and stuff like that. And then Friday nights, we stream the Captain's Log. And I think I might actually start streaming Sunday nights on oh. that channel just by myself, just having fun. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. We'll see. That That's like my 2021 <laughs> challenge for myself slash goal is just like do do more streaming mm. Have fun with that stuff so there you go uh but yeah you, you guys can subscribe to our twitch ch channel for i think it's 4.99 a month for a tier one subscription uh but if you have I I amazon prime you also have a free twitch prime subscription to give out to whomever you would like uh, you guys just have to link your accounts, which is super simple, and then you can give that to whoever. And we would like that to be us if you guys uh, think that we're cool enough. Hopefully, <laughs> we are. But we hope so. We aspire to be cool. Yeah, one day. One day we'll be cool, right? I, I don't know who's <laughs> the, the governing body that decides cool. I suppose it's Fonzie. 
uh, yeah, still sure. the coolest man anybody's ever known. He'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll bestow an A upon us. There you go. A for effort. Uh, yeah, the, 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 there you go. I think house has been kept. All of that stuff. Uh, so let's get into spoilers. Mm-hmm. Here we are in spoiler land. Mm-hmm. All right, Melissa. Yes. Do you have questions of like <laughs> what's happening? Who is this? What's going on? Because I I I I know a little bit more okay, about yeah. what's been happening in, in it, there. So what what what, what was if anything, what were you confused on? It took me a little while to figure out uh, how a Sayat was a Sayat because it seemed like they, uh, it could be in you, like genetically in you, like since you were born, kind again, kind of like an X-Men, but you needed another Sayat to activate you. And I wasn't yes. clear on exactly how that happened because that's something that, uh, some of the public is angry at Psyots 4 for activating another Psyot. Sometimes, you know, without them knowing, without them agreeing to. Yes, uh, superpowers for me now, please. Yeah, so Psyots have been around for quite a while. Uh, I'm a little bit fuzzy on exactly how they got started and mm. stuff like that. If it was, I, I don't remember if it was just like a natural mutation or if it yeah. was some science thing that happened um but yes they, they they don't have like they are still human right that they're, yeah. they're not like a different species but whereas mutants in the marvel universe mm. can kind of manifest on their own maybe in time or with puberty or stuff like yeah. this uh in the valiant universe they need some kind of triggering event or some kind like they need to be activated by someone else who knows how to activate them mm -hmm. um and and so it's it's not it's not something that will necessarily manifest you might have certain powers but you'll never know it unless yeah. you, you, you've been activated right um and they keep mentioning a name toyo harada yes uh, in in this book he is so one of the things that i personally really like about the valiant universe is that they don't have like a one-to-one -one comparison of like oh this guy is just batman batman yeah. it's always something else of like what if batman was mixed with green lantern that you mm. know that's who the, the, their stuff is so um toyo harada is kind of like tony stark or, or like what if tony stark I, 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 iron man was actually a mutant and so mm. therefore was the professor xavier okay of of them but He's actually a bad guy and has the like ideology of Magneto. Okay. If 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 that makes sense. So yeah. he's like this super rich billionaire capitalist, but is also a psyot and a super powerful one, but he also believes in their superiority of like, we are the next step, you know, we are better than regular humans. Um and for a long, long time, no one knew that he was a Psyot, uh, mm -hmm. except for his like smaller inner circle and the, the students in his 
harbinger foundation. Mm. Um, and he, you know, used all his powers to activate them and raise them up and stuff like that. And Livewire was his number two, like his okay. his second in command. Um, but that's the thing, like he wasn't really outwardly a villain like he like yeah a lot of them didn't know um and it, some some of the psyots ended up escaping like there there is there is like a like one or two panels where they do mention like when you have to have a, a, another psyot yeah. to activate yeah. you and there was this rogue psyot who yeah. was go, 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 going that kid's name was peter stanchek uh, I don't remember his Sayat name off the top of my head, um, but he's all, he's also like a super powerful Sayat. He has his his own book, um, and yeah, like they 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 are kind of like the X Men of mm. of the stuff. They escape the Harbinger Foundation and then start activating Sayats on their their own and start to fight back against Toyo Harada. Valiant also does a really, really interesting thing where just because I said they are kind of like the X-Men doesn't necessarily mean they're the good guys. Like, mm. they are being reckless. Peter Stanchek is not really a great guy. He's done some things that were very bad. Um, and so th th there's just, like, everyone has a gray yeah. area, right? But in that whole mess... Um, that's when we start to see a little bit more of live wire and how powerful she is and stuff like that. Uh, but her full potential didn't really get unlocked until she put on this set of alien armor that unlocked oh. her full potential. That's not mentioned in, yeah, in the book Yeah, I here. couldn't tell that was going uh, on. Yeah, no. She, I mean, she, she was strong, but mm. she there's another character, uh, Exo Manowar, which is basically what if Thor was Iron Man? <laughs> okay. Like, what if he's this ancient Visigoth warrior that was abducted by aliens uh, and then he stole their, like, holy suit of armor and it bonded with him and he came back to Earth. But by the time he got back to Earth, it was, like, modern day times. Mm -hmm. Um and and stuff like that and so there's a moment a moment where live wire puts on that suit and it like unlocks her full potential because it is this like alien be being and stuff like that and that's how she gets super strong and strong enough to um do what she, she did in this event that they keep re referencing in the book where uh they she basically shut down all of the technology in the entirety of the United States. Um, mm -hmm. And so she's now dealing with that and what that means of like, she did it for good reasons, but in the chaos that it caused, a lot of people died. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it caused a lot of fear and violence and stuff like that. So like, like we said at the start, she's now been labeled as a terrorist. Mm, and even some of her her own uh, teammates, you know, she, she keeps calling them her kids. It doesn't seem like they're that much younger than her. 
But you know, the other people who are in this Harbinger training program, she seems like she's taken, you know, especially being, I suppose, Harada's second in command. She takes responsibility for them. She has this big sisterly role to them. And one yeah. of them is so angry with her for doing what she did. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy you wanted to keep us safe. But did you think about the consequences of your actions when you knocked out all the power some driver lost control of his car and killed my cousin. My cousin didn't deserve to die, you know, to keep me safe. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's dealing with all of that stuff. I should say, though, uh, that though she was Harada's second in c- command, eventually came out that he actually was this big major yeah. villain and then she she left the, the, the whole thing. So she's yeah, she's yeah. not like I'm still bad. I support Harada, oh. you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah it yeah, seemed she, like there had she, been a, a a huge falling out is he dead uh i think at this point in time yes okay but i i'm not entirely clear on that yeah it seemed like there had been some sort of a coup that that organization had dissolved you know yeah. that like some people had i forget the the name of the person she's fighting in volume one with like the purple hair i don't remember off the top of my head uh i'll look it up while you yeah continue talking but like that was another one of tarada's trainees who was angry at her and seemed mm-hmm. to carry a lot of you were always the favorite sort of animosity towards her yeah i i i don't remember him or he, at least from what I've read, he's never been a major character. But it seems uh, it's, like he was maybe like the number three, like the number three in, yeah. in charge, or like her, I, I got a weird like maybe that's her brother. I think or, they, like, oh, they all call each other. Well, at least this person yeah. calls her like sister. Yeah, yeah, um, and it, I didn't really see that among the rest of them. I don't know. Let's it's see here if I can skip ahead. Yeah, like I said, this comic like it gives you all the basic facts that you need to know to like read the story, not of huge confusion points. But it is like I wish I knew more details about this. And she's having this uh, huge fight against this person, uh, and it's like the whole knockdown drag out. They're fighting in the rain. It's so dramatic. They're yelling at each other. It's all these big dramatic speeches, and it's like. I just saw this person <laughs> like I can she tell this is pan. Yeah, that's pan. Um, it, it is all the trappings of uh, it is all the trappings of this is the biggest like uh, conflict. You know, this is the climax of this major conflict that has been boiling for ages. Like I can tell that. But it's mm-hmm. like, I don't feel this not because of anything that this graphic novel is doing, just because I didn't read anything before it. It was weird for me, too, in, in that in that sense, because, yeah, I was like, I've I've read like a good chunk of all of this stuff. I've never heard of this guy. I <laughs> may maybe seen him in a couple panels and pages. Maybe he said some things, you know, but it's just yeah, like, and like he's <laughs> someone in the background. And I just I, I don't know. Yeah. And is. like you see this person sneaking around for a long time. And also, like, they don't get pronouns until like two pages before they're dead. So it's like, oh, that was a, a they. I, I know this now. <laughs> I should have had this information when this character was first introduced. But I suppose nobody is talking about uh, the person just sneaking around on the edges and like tracking live wire. 
But yeah, it's I could tell this is a story with like a lot of very rich background, very rich characters. I was very interested in all of them. Like I liked her three friends. Mm-hmm. Like her, the three main kids. There's the girl, Nikki, I think, who like can talk to birds and like has wings on her back in like one panel, which you see after you learn that she can talk to birds. It's like, oh, she's a whole bird thing going on. And she sends the birds as like messengers and hey, I missed you. I sent uh, her birds named Cagney and Lacey, which I appreciated. It's like, I'll send Cagney over to like check on you, you know, give her a piece of bread. She'll fly back to me, you know, sort of communicate to me that you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, 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 end of of the of the book where i believe it was cagney uh comes with with the note and uh she, she's like she, she she wants the good pastries this time so, so don't you know <laughs> yeah. and just like oh, okay well i have to have to feed this bird now <laughs> mm-hmm. i was expecting oh, it's her um I think the other people i think it's jay might be the third one and then there's like an avi or an ari I don't remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm not super in the... familiar with them. They, they're yeah. characters that I haven't read yet. Yeah, they seem like they were going to be, uh, you know, like to, they're not totally friends with her at this point because of what she's done, because of the tension there, because she has to live on the run now. But like that, uh, they are the three of them, at least are Livewire's best friends. So I thought there would be more scenes of her like checking on them yeah, maybe she like really gets herself in, painted into a corner and just to reach out to them for help. Now, now yeah. they're at the, they're in volume one and they're in like the kind of epilogue of volume three and they disappear for a while in the middle. There's and there's more interesting characters introduced in between then. This this was a story that had a lot going on. I'm like, I would be fine if we just spent three volumes on the stuff you gave me in the first two issues. That's an, right? enough yeah. there. Yeah. Like I I, I I I think this book moved very fast. They get get a lot done. Um I, I don't necessarily think it was too fast. Like I, I didn't feel like they were g- glossing yeah. o- 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 over stuff, but they g- gave me enough to understand and to like yeah, I, I felt like I had a- 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 everything that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always a good sign, right? That, that they can, yeah. Cool, I got it. You can move on, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the book was pretty yeah. well paced. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed, indeed. Did you have anything else you might have been confused on? Um, I don't know. Uh, about how many psyots are there? There's quite how a How large? Bit. Okay. I was there, wondering. There, well, it's it's one of those things. There was a a lot of them that were activated through the Harbinger Foundation. I I would say at least a couple hundred. Okay. Um, and then Peter Stanchek and his crew started activating people. I don't know how many people they got. Maybe another hundred. So th- th- there's a like a good amount, but it's not large enough to really be like they're everywhere oh my god right um, <laughs> okay but it's not yeah. that they, it they they have interesting powers and stuff because yeah it, it can be something like they can control all technology mm. or stuff like that there's another one 
there's this young girl uh, who has the ability to turn into different cartoon creatures. What? And it's not like it's not like she turns into like a live, like realistic version of Wiley Coyote. She t- turns into the cartoon representation. Wow. Of, of that thing. Yeah. So they do stuff like that. Uh, there's another guy on Peter Stanchek's crew um, who is this like handicapped guy who has this like mental projection of what he wants to be. And he's this like real big strong dude. And he just he capes up that the entire time. So he looks like he's, you know, big and buff. Uh, but when the, like the very few times he lets that projection down, he's this like smaller, more frail character. Um, uh, if you've seen the comic book Faith, uh, yes, she is on Peter Stanchek's crew. Uh, she, oh, she, she was in the Harbinger Foundation and was like right there at the scene when he starts to make his escape and she gets activated like right as he's making oh, his okay. es- escape and she's just like I don't know what I'm doing here but I'm saving you because I like <laughs> I'm, I'm finally a superhero now so oh. I'm gonna be a superhero he- 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 uh, and yeah so that like there, there's also the, like like they can fly, they can turn into things, they can control this and that and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Cool powers. Yeah. They're, not that the numbers would make a huge difference, but when they're talking about how Livewire shut down America to help her friends escape, I was like, how many people is that exactly? Like, you know, there's X hundred versus X hundred isn't going to make what she did any better or worse. But I was curious about having that context because at one point in volume three, somebody mentions that the blackout killed like 196 people in LA Mm, alone, which is wild. I would say there's probably a a good few thousand of them. Um, But I, I don't know exactly but that's kind of the whole thing is like no one really knows if they're a yeah. psyot or not until they get activated, until someone sh- shows up and is like, hey, you have the potential, right? We just mm. need to, to activate you. And so there, there is this like f- like when when that happens, not only is there the f- fear of like, oh, God, what is happening? Like n- none of our technology is mm working but then there's also this fear of like this was a psyot who did that they are da- dangerous and powerful what if my neighbor is is one right it like yeah. it's the whole red scare of like well he was acting suspicious the other day you know mm. like, no i just used a phone booth i was mowing my lawn <laughs> jim <laughs> um so yeah it's it's i would i mean Think about how big the mutant population is yeah. in X-Men. I would say it's around the same. Okay. Yeah, I was curious. I, I did want more details about this event. Like how it seemed like it was government operatives. It's like you have permission to execute everybody, not just capture them because we want to study them. Like, no, just kill every psyot. I'm like, how were they doing this? At what method was, why did you decide on a, besides the fact that you're a technopath and that is within your skill set, why did you decide on a blackout as the best course of action? 
how did this help your friends? You know, we saw like three people that got out of it. Have you right, heard yeah. from any other psyots saying, well, I got out. I uh, thought I'd at least tell you after you you know, made a name for yourself as a terrorist trying to do that. Hi, Livewire. <laughs> it's me. I did escape. I'm living in a cabin in the woods now. Like yeah. it, it, it was I, I think that is fascinating as the main question of the series that this character has taken such a drastic, desperate action. And she's living with the fallout of this as the entire nation is. And she decides, like, if I went back, I don't think I would do that again. But uh, I have to stand by what I did. I have to stand by, if not the action, then the principle of I have to do whatever it takes to protect my family. And she does kind of come to terms with really seeing the consequences of her actions. And like, I did kill Mm -hmm. hundreds of innocent people that may have outnumbered the innocent people that I saved. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. I I think she, I mean, it, it is a story about a group of people basically being backed into a corner. Yeah. Persecuted. And then, them taking measures to defend themselves and help themselves right Mm -hmm. which um you i i know last week you pitched uh three comic books all with uh with black heroes and Mm -hmm. just like hey it's black history month let's you know do something for black history month and i think especially in volume two you really see that story come to a head of of like hey this is kind of a metaphor for all of that and the persecution Mm. that they are facing um stuff that i I, like i can't even imagine but it's not like it's like this along with the x-men and stuff like that like it's not just a metaphor for the black community Mm. or black people it's just someone who is in other right they are queer or they're person of color or they're just like some minority right where they often feel persecution or face it i shouldn't say feel but yeah like i it's i i i I think this one had like hit a little bit closer to home yeah. now that we, especially in 2020 had the black lives matter protest mm. t- t- where that stuff uh, kind of came into the public in a real visible way. Whereas I think it, it unfortunately in most everyday circumstances, like someone like me, doesn't necessarily see that all the t- mm-hmm. time right like i'm aware aware of it but a lot of it really isn't on my radar mm-hmm. um, just because i did that's not my experience and stuff right so the fact that it was so visible to the entire world is just like wow like this stuff is actually happening and here it is in this book too and it's just yeah. like oh we just went through all of this like <laughs> i'd like Ugh. the police! Yeah, come on it, it is regrettably very timely yeah I, I i don't know exactly when this book 
came out. I know it's fairly recent, mm. but it's, I want to say like 2018, 2019-ish, okay. I think. I don't know. But. Yeah, and, and one thing uh, that the second volume has when she comes across this uh, sort of home for Psyots is that this home doesn't only take in Psyots. They're like, we'll take in any kid who needs a home like this, any place who, you know, any yeah. kid who's who's been a run who's like run away from their family or whose family kicked them out like any kid who needs this kind of support you know this kind of structure in their life we'll take all of them in and you know they're all a community with each other together and i thought that was a this is a book about bad consequences of good actions but with that uh home as sinister as it may have been i looked at all those kids and they're like they look happy. They look like they all get along with each other and they may be part of a larger ominous thing. But in their everyday life, it's like they've formed a little community with each other. Psyots, mm-hmm. non-psyots, kids of all different backgrounds. And they look like they're having a positive school experience, learning how to do various things. And of course, I hope they're not being used as soldiers you know, against their will. Yeah, which is what Harada was mm-hmm. doing. Um, and and. Yeah, like they're they're being tra- trained, which is a good thing to control your powers and stuff yeah. like that. But then, yeah, like we do find out that this facility is b- basically this facade for this government-run program that used to be the ones hunting and killing them. Mm. And now it's like, what if we can train them and use them? Um, and 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 so it's it's basically the flip side of that coin, which isn't different from what Harada was doing, which is why Live Wire recognizes it instantly and is just like, mm. this is bad. Uh-uh. Uh, no, yeah, don't what? do this. I liked how gray that book was, how she's... Yeah. Uh, well, she is hired by these parents to say, we can't find our daughter. We don't know where our daughter is. We think they that this house that, um, you know, it's like the Syot Education... Uh, training program they've got some acronym you know, we yeah. think that this home has taken her and then Livewire tracks it down goes to investigate and they're like no every kid is here voluntarily you know the some people are some kids are brought to us by their parents but like we make sure everybody agrees that the kids are here you know and the girl phoebe they're like she may not have told her parents that she's here but we didn't take her you know do she's here voluntarily and it seems like that is true you know, and uh-huh. they may be not representing themselves completely truthfully, but that part seems like it was like, yeah, the kids volunteer to be here. You know, we don't kidnap anybody and force them into the program. Yeah. And there is uh, like back there, you know, like the the this program is like being funded by somebody, by an organization that has been villainous against Psyots in the past. But it seems like that's something <clears throat> that like the the headmistress has connections to. But then you find out that it seems like her second in command, that like bodyguard figure, she didn't know anything about this. So you like some people here may be sinister, but not everybody is like there are people in this program who are really trying to do something good and it might not be the best thing and it may be misguided, but like Jada is really trying to be a positive mentor for these kids and to get them to thrive in the environment that they're now in. 
Yeah, that's the, that's something that the Valiant universe does really, really well of just mm. like, let's make this like gray where yeah. there is some good, there is some bad. How does a hero deal mm. with that? Right? Because the, yeah. the world isn't necessarily black and white of like, this is good. This is evil. This, you know, mm. it's like, well, they're doing some good. Like maybe you're on to something, but you're going about this in a way that's just like you're being funded by the wrong people like yeah you, like you're the one in charge actually has some nefarious uh stuff mm. there whoops my camera just froze oh. on the thing there we go we're back okay cool <laughs> okay um, but yeah like that that that's something that i really admire about the valiant universe because it 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 really really does make for some interesting stories of like how like how do you deal with this because she Thought the facility was bad right away, but she wasn't mm. there to shut it down initially. Yeah. Like she was only there to get this one p person out and then realized, well, while I'm here, like I shouldn't leave these other psyots in this bad place. Mm. Uh, I'm going to break them out and stuff like that. But then, yeah, there's we, we learn, well, they're all here voluntarily or they're uh, you know, so it, it just yeah, it's 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 hard to know what to do in yeah. situations like that. And especially as a reader, I'm like, is this going to turn out to be a story where, of course, given her background, Livewire's suspicions are completely understandable. But is she going to come to figure out, oh, this place is better than I thought it was? Like, yeah. is it a, is this also going to be a story about her uh, learning to use her suspicions Use, use skepticism and user experience wisely and to like learn to you know like with this blackout like she's thinking about protecting her friends in that moment she's not thinking as much about you know i've shut down electricity to a hospital when i've also shut down electricity to a government facility that's going to go out and haunt my friends have i thought right, about all yeah. the people hooked up to machines that i'm killing right now is this going to be a story of her learning to kind of think about other people's experiences and how they may come to things with different perspectives than her and think like, okay, uh, my suspicion is good. My suspicion is healthy. I need to know when to put it on the back burner for right now and like give, you know, look at this with like open eyes and like really try and take it in objectively. Yeah. Or, or at least to be, be like, Hey, I've learned from my experiences yeah. in the past. How do I help a situation yes. like this to do it correctly? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a good book. I really liked Volume Two. It, it was yeah. really good. Yeah, I like how um, you keep going back and forth with trying to figure out exactly what the story is here. You know, it seems like maybe nobody's exactly on the right side of anything. But like, I like the nobody was really evil in that book like i look at that headmistress i'm like she's ominous but i've seen situations like this that are far worse <laughs> and yeah. not that that should be a winning quality like this is just better than the last you know underground secret soldier school i've read about in a superhero book yeah. but like seems like she was trying to create a good environment for those kids at least for the time being i'm like well i gotta give you props for that at least they have a harmonious community with each other, those kids do, and that's hard to do. Yeah. Something else that I should add 
kind of about the Psyots and the Valiant universe in general is that you you usually see, I think they have to be within a certain age range to be activated. Oh. So I think they're mostly activated when they're young, when they okay. are kids. Um, and so that's something you see often in the Valiant universe is like these groups of young kids that just mm. went through this invasive procedure to have themselves be activated yeah. and then be scared and not know what to do next yeah. or they now have these powers and they don't know how to control them and stuff like that and so that's why you start to see things like the harbinger foundation mm. or this this psyot training thing i forget what the name is yeah. that we saw um like you, you see things like that um and then just kind of for your own information, just FYI, uh, Valiant Comics put out their first movie, Bloodshot. Oh, yeah. Um, at in like right at the start of quarantine. It was like a year ago. Yeah, it was in theaters for like two or three weeks and then it switched Bloodshot. on demand. Right. Yeah. Bloodshot <laughs> is a character that was created by Project Rising Spirit that toy that Toya Harada has basically had this long war with for a long, long time. Uh, Bloodshot was initially created as mm -hmm. a super soldier against Psyots. So he is like the Psyot killer. Um, but he... So like when there's like an event book where it's basically bloodshot versus the the uh the harbinger foundation except he's no longer like he's going against his programming because he's escaped and be like i don't know what my memories are i need to get back at the people who did this to me and stuff like that and so he's exploring all of that space and in in Doing so comes into contact with all of these psyots and stuff like that. Mm. But they have been told from like day one that there is this boogeyman out, out there that is out to get you. He, he's out to kill you. He is unstoppable. Like, don't mess with him. If you see him run, he's like he's like super pale white. He has this big red dot on his chest. Like, run from 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 him. Mm. And he gets there and they're all scared. They're like, it's the boogeyman. Like ran away. He's just like, I don't know what's going on. Who am I? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. So I just thought I would mention mention that. Yeah. Like that's a little bit more about how it all connects. Okay. Like he he was meant to be the thing to like fight against the psyots. Oh, huh. So interesting. What you did you think talk about? Talk a little bit more about Volume Three. Yeah, Volume Three was. I appreciated it because this was an angle I wasn't expecting, and I don't know if it's the most exciting as the finale to these to this story to the end sure. <laughs> to be the third of three volumes. Yeah. But it's it's an angle I haven't really seen before, where she's approached by this politician who's like, "You have an image problem." Do you, I, we can help you out with this like that's half of the battle you're going to be fighting is to get people to look at you differently they're like you're going to need to do interviews and things like that we're going to put you on a talk show and it is like you should go out there you should speak for yourself you know like they're 
supporting her cause, but also like you have to think about this the way you have to look at yourself like you're a politician like us, sort of like trying to win people right. over. We yeah. can help each other like this. Yeah, you, you've, you've done this terrible thing. Yeah. You've been branded as a terrorist. We know you want to get over that. Mm. Like, we, we, we know you were trying to do the right thing. But, yeah, we have a PR problem. Right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's fix that. Right, yeah, which I don't know if it's, like you said, it's odd that this is where the story ends, but I guess it ends here because... This politician she's working with, uh, Wright is his name, uh, mm -hmm. Wright gets that done. He makes Syots uh, no longer uh, illegal. Like he sort of puts, he passes a bill or something. He, get, he, he sues the U.S. government for uh, attempting to kill all the Syots and he wins. Yeah. So like yeah. from a social standpoint you know we don't know how it seems like things are better but at least from a legal standpoint it's like well if they try and kill us again they'll be uh persecuted for that at least yep. we have this on our side it is not legal to kill us anymore yeah or at, at, at least not to do it with such like wanton yeah. disregard just like yeah just kill them all you know go for it yeah yeah like that's not going to be a problem anymore which is uh yeah I, I, that's a, a fitting end to the story i suppose yeah so yeah like it's it's definitely an interest like i've you, you, you'll see superheroes come up against politics every so often um whether they're dealing with a corrupt politician or stuff like that but yeah i don't think i've seen one where they kind of take how the game is played yeah how to speak of, of of like politics absolutely has this like chess yeah to it right where it's like okay i move here i might sacrifice this thing but i'll go over here and do that thing you know um and yeah it's 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 i i don't like i don't want to say that there's not superhero co comics with with no like cat and mouse mind game thing but mm -hmm. to, to just very li literally be like we need to work on your pr mm -hmm. like let, let's let's fix your branding he here how how do we take you who has been misjudged as this terrorist and how do we get you back to being this hero and guardian that wants to just take care of her people right mm. um yeah that's an interesting st st story and i think it it started to go down a path and though i think by the end of volume three they wrapped it up i don't mm. really feel like that was necessarily a good ending yeah. i felt like we could have gotten another like two volumes of her yeah. trying to fix that and solidify it um, mm. Of hey, like you've you've done like because remember when we read um oh god why am I blinking uh when we read irredeemable yeah uh there was a scene where Cubit and the one dude with the twin brother oh yeah uh, um the survivor survivor I, I i guess that's the name he, ch he changed yeah it's it a superhero to, name yeah they, well, 
they go to like the middle of nowhere yes. podunk t- town like in a farm and they're like they they get to see what the people think like, mm. that is i think something that is missing in volume yeah. three we yes. don't get to see what the every man thinks right we get to see what big politics thinks of like you're a terrorist we need to fix you but mm-hmm. there's no just like Jim, who was mowing his la 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 lawn last week, right? Like, we don't get to see what he thinks. We see a little bit of it. Like, there's some panels where they'll At overlay, like, uh, yeah, or like they'll overlay tweets from various people. You'll hear talking ads on the news. Yeah, and they go to this charity gala, and you, there's, pe- there's people who are like taking surreptitious photos of her, like, live artists at this party, you know, and like, you, yeah. she says, like, Eight people have tried to call 911 since I got here and I blocked all the calls like nobody's going to come for me. But there's at least eight people here who are terrified that I'm here. And there's uh-huh. you know, like there's I think there's one older couple who's like they've lived through so many different civil rights battles. And they're like, they're just yeah, like, we're here for you. Keep up the fight. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, we're here for you, too. You know, the old woman's like giving her a hug and she's like, OK, thanks, ma'am. Like there's everything from that to the people who are just like, well, Livewire's here. And they're just, they're just asking her like very tacky, invasive questions to the people right, who are like, yeah. oh, Livewire's here. I have to call the police. Exactly. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, the, 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 I guess my counter argument with that is it is a charity. Right. Ball, yeah. So it's going to be people with money. Like this is the rich elite that are 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 there so again you don't really see the like underlying just like who 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 is what does joe schmo think yeah so yeah there is an underrepresentation of a joe schmo in the story that's that's what i at at least volume four could have been of her like putting in the work with the everyday person to fix this Mm. More of maybe like a Superman approach, right? Yeah. Where, where he he does battle the, the you know the big giant robot and the Lex Luthers, but then you also see him like lifting up a c- c- car to help out Sally, who's over yeah. here. Yeah. Get a cat out of a tree. Yeah, and her her thing. Yeah, getting a cat out of the tree. Like we we need a little bit more of that. Yeah. Hmm. There's a moment go. in this book that I really appreciated where, well, um, Wright and his, uh, like his P, like his PR assistant, Gwen, uh-huh. they are, they were interesting characters because they're on a good side of things, but they're doing everything in like a very shady way. Like they are lying to get their way, but their way is ultimately uh, to help other people. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we were going to fight our way up the ladder. And then once we are up the ladder, we are going to try and be beneficial to people who are in trouble. So they were very interesting gray characters. And Gwen is telling Livewire about how she's from a very poor community in Alabama that's been overlooked for like uh, job support, education support, food support. And she's like, we have an incredibly high unemployment rate. You know, there was so many was dropouts. Yeah. Yeah, like kids are, you know, people are starving, people are unemployed, you know, kids are dropping out of school. She's like, it's terrible. And we keep getting overlooked by the city, by the state government. She's like, I, this is why I am so dedicated to climbing the political ladder so fast. I want to go back and help my hometown. And Livewire is like, do you think that compares to the situation I've been in? You know, your people weren't being hunted down by the government. And she starts on this tirade and then she stops and she says, 
I'm sorry it's not a contest. The feelings you have are valid. I'm sorry you had to see things that terrible so young. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I liked that moment. I like that she's thinking about, like, this is a story about her taking her past experiences and trying to do the most good with them. But yeah. also think, being aware of, like with the blackout, what problems are other people facing at the same time as my problems that I also need to at least be considerate of? There's an interesting scene in Judas and the Black Messiah, which I mm. just watched this past weekend because it was on HBO Max. It had its pr premiere on there. It's a great movie. Mm. It's intense, uh, but it, it's a great movie. Um, and there's a scene where the 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 Black Panthers kind of go to th this like really small podunk just like middle of nowhere church and it is it, like they they have a confederate flag mm. like at like front and center at at this thing and immediately tension is just like what the hell are all of these black panthers doing here and then you know they're all sitting there like you're the ones that like killed my parents and and stuff like that and um like there's just this immediate like just thick tension but the leader of the black panthers like very quickly dis disarms it to be like hey our experiences might be different i we might have faced certain things that you guys don't know or that you guys perpetrated however mm -hmm. you guys are also fa facing certain hard hard hardships that we are also facing mm -hmm. that's what we want to change like yeah. let's unite on that and he like I, i'm not gonna be able to say what he said um mm -hmm. as as well as he said it but but yeah mm -hmm. he basically found a way to unite them and like see past the inherent racism that was just like right there in 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 that mm -hmm that was right there in that room and it was just like this is interesting like how how did he do that how, like <laughs> how, did did this really happen like i huh. i guess it's it's based on true of events and stuff like that so like i, I was just like wow like this is interesting here mm -hmm. um, but yeah that's what that scene reminded me of because yeah i think live wire has every right to be like you don't know my experience yeah. you're not persecuted mm. in the same way that i have 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 been mm. like what you've gone through is nothing com compared to it but it's still just like but you've still gone through some stuff right yeah and yeah. she's at least strong enough to 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 be like yeah i recognize that so let's Leave it at that and let's help one another, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, and I think when it had the classic, we're not so different, you and I line, which maybe is inappropriate to say in that context, but I like that Livewire stops and says, maybe we're very different, but that doesn't mean one of us, one of our plights is more valuable or more important than the other ones. They're both yeah. very different. I respect that you are doing everything you can to protect your home community like I am, even if we're on very different paths from each other. Yeah, indeed. 
indeed. Um, what did you think about the art in Volume Three? Because that that it, the art changed for Volume Three. Do you feel like the art like helped out there, or like changed the tone, or it a, is a, a, anything with that with that book? Yeah, it is slightly more uh a little more cartoony maybe yeah. like you know it's, it's like not, thicker lines broader expressions yeah it's not like caricature yeah level but you're right it is just a little bit more cartoony which but i th- maybe was a conscious decision when dealing with politics right which is this like it's a little more cartoonish because it's politics yeah like i i i guess that's not going super deep into why they picked that but <laughs> yeah and it is less I, I there's can less see them making that there's less action in that volume you know it is more uh talking heads in that volume i don't know i it worked for me i, I really appreciated the art in this whole series i loved all the character designs like there's so many very cool haircuts and and yep. outfits Everybody has so many great style icons in these three volumes that we are treated to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks great. I like the visualization of Livewire virtually hacking into somewhere and how, you know, when she's created these like duplicate programs to sort of investigate things, it's like there's three Livewires walking around this like digital wireframe building that represents the government agency she's trying to hack into. Mm-hmm. I liked how often the story just used fairly simple panel layouts and it was able to do a lot with them. Yeah. Yeah. The Valiant Comics does good with like representation of like, hey, we're, we're going to have people of color. We're yeah. Have people of different body sizes and shapes and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They, they n- n- normally do a good job of that. Um, so yeah, it's just neat, neat to see here. It's like, oh, here's someone with this haircut and that haircut. <laughs> so many and great haircuts. <laughs> they are, yeah, they, like they are definitely qu- queer or mm-hmm. something here. You, you know, it's just like, oh, like there, there's good, like, I, I, I think you can do what I, I just said and be like, oh, they have great representation. But at the end of the day, like they don't also force it in your face. It's just like when you look at the things, it's like that just seems like the world. Yeah, it, it, it seems normal and that's good. Whereas, yeah, like if you read a Daredevil comic, he's in Hell's Kitchen, which shouldn't be as white as those comics make you think hell's kitchen is right mm. it's just like well okay uh <laughs> hell's kitchen sure uh yeah <laughs> one know, detail but... in in volume three that i liked is when um it's right and his uh opponent i forget what office he's even running for is he going to be a senator <laughs> a congressman or senator something yeah. like that it's something. him and his opponent and his opponent has been vehemently like anti-psyod like this seems like a very shady unscrupulous guy but they go on this talk show and the talk show host has like a, a trans pride pin and it seems like you could infer that she herself is trans and this very yeah. aggressive like you know villain congressman seems normal the whole time so it's like oh that's a nice detail that like he hates psyots which isn't good but maybe he's more accepting of other different kinds of human beings. 
yeah or just doesn't really know <laughs> like he's too he's too focused on psyots because they have powers <laughs> that he just doesn't realize that right. it's like oh there's a trans person right in front of me yeah well as uh, long as you don't shoot lasers yeah. out of your eyes sure but yeah like <laughs> right. that's yeah like that's purely a visual detail of the art you know this little trans pride heart pin that this host has on her chest like that's yeah. a nice detail to add in there good good touch indeed mm-hmm yeah, I, I, I liked this book. I, I, like I said, I think volume two was the one that spoke to me the most. That was the one that I was like, this is a great book. Um, but yeah, again, if you're brand new to the Valiant universe, I don't know that this is necessarily the best place to start. Um, I mean, they've, they've really only been going for a decade now, so it's mm. not much you you can start from volume one of the harbinger founded uh, uh, i think it's just harbingers yeah uh, or like volume one of bloodshot from 2011 or wherever it, it was there but yeah like you, you can start with that stuff and it's like okay this is every like i'm starting from square one yeah right? so yeah, I've been impressed with the Valiant universe so far. I've really liked the three comics we've read, and they all feel very different from each other. Like Quantum mm -hmm. and Woody yeah. is more of this irreverent, like kind of buddy comedy, you know, about these two estranged brothers who get these superpowers that are linked to each other. So now they're like stuck with each other when they haven't talked in years, and they each like hate how the other one lives his life. And Dr. Mirage is this widow just trying to get back to some semblance of a normal life and like she's like i can talk to ghosts why can't i talk to my husband's ghost and it's her yeah. trying to solve that mystery and like going into the underworld and then you've got livewire who's more of a, a this is like a very solid kind of action thriller story with like these very big fascinating questions behind it yeah like each of them have a very different vibe going for them indeed Indeed. Uh, do you want to get on to recommendations? Sure. You mentioned it earlier. Last year, we read all of the comic series Irredeemable, yeah. which is also about uh, keeping yourself in check. Like uh, Livewire talks a lot about how she has to people can be so scared of her that she has to keep herself absolutely under control at all times, she's always thinking about, you know, she starts to think about what, is, what are people going to think about what it is that I am doing? How do I behave in such a way that I get the job done, but I'm, I'm seen as a force of good and not something to be terrified about, which is kind of right. the, the issues that the Plutonian is, is going through. He is this, you know, omni-level, like, super powerful being who's like, I, who's like, from the time his powers developed when he's like a baby, like his whole life, since he's been able to think, he's like, I have to behave perfectly. I have to be a very good boy because if I'm not, everyone's going to be terrified of me. I don't want to scare anybody. He's mm -hmm. like, I've lived my whole life, like stretched like a taut wire, like every single day for my whole life. Cause like, if I, if I slip up for one moment, I'm the bad guy. You know, it's not going to matter any good deeds I've done in the past. Once I scare somebody, that's I'm going to be scary 
for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Good, good call, call, call on that one. Um, I would say go if you're interested in more like Psyot stuff from the Valiant mm. universe. Definitely go read Harbingers. Um, you'll find out more about Peter Stanchek and Toya Harada. Um. And just what their story is, you will see Live Wire in that, but there's not much of her in mm. that. She's not like a, a main character, uh, and she is a bit of an antagonist in that series, but not by choice, more so by default of just like she is Harada's number two, right? Um, yeah, I I I love that book. I thought it was wonderful. Um, Bloodshot is happening right around the same time. Those first couple of volumes, I think that they do like two or three volumes each, and then there's like a crossover event. Uh, so if you want like the start of the Valiant universe, I would say go check out Bloodshot and Harbingers, and that leads into Harbinger Wars. Um, and that's from like the early 2010s-ish, like 2011, 2012-ish, I think. Um, but yeah, um, let's see, let's see. This character also reminds me a lot of Storm from the oh. X-Men. Um, I, I know Storm has, uh, had, I think like one or two of her own solo series, though I haven't read them, so I, I, I can't mm -hmm. really say like, oh, go check this one out. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, I, I, I think her, her, like in, in the position she is where she is like one of the more powerful mutants and she is uh in this book one of the more p p p powerful psyots mm. like she has a leadership role and is dealing with her past because storm also kind of grew up on the streets and was a thief yeah. and stuff like that so th there's some similarities there um yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm not. I'm not super familiar with what else Vita Ayala has written. So it was a well-written book. Read. Yeah, it was good. Mm -hmm. It was good in, indeed. Indeed. Uh, is that it for recommendations? You have anything <laughs> else, or should we get on to pitches? Uh, yeah. Let's move on to pitches. All right. So. Uh, if you've been following along at home, you will know that it is the end of the month. And at the end mm -hmm. of the month, we do our end of the month special. We don't have like a, a, a fancy schmancy name of like, we're doing our this thing, our crunchy mm -hmm. peanut butter episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, end of the month special. Melissa, you and I have been watching Halt and Catch Fire. Mm -hmm. We covered season one this last month at the end of January. Uh, and so it's time to dive into season two. That's what we will be covering next week. However, or the week after that, mm -hmm. uh, we are getting close to the end of WandaVision. Yeah. And I thought it would be the perfect time to dive into some wanda and vision related comics some scarlet nice. witch and vision so i have three comics uh that i think we should check out that are, are at, at least i know 
two of them are factoring in because I've read two of them. I haven't read uh-huh. uh, one of them here. So I'll start with the one I have not read. This is Scarlet Witch volumes one through three. Uh, volume one I know is available on Comixology Unlimited to get, 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 get you all started. Uh, but volume two and three are not on there. Uh, this is written by James Robinson with art by Vanessa R. Del Rey and Steve Dillon and Jose Giles, Mark Lamming, Chloe Poilerot. Uh, I don't know how to say that name and more. Um, but I, I have seen this book. The artwork is incredible on this mm-hmm. book. It looks lovely. Um, I haven't read this, but it is a solo Scarlet Witch book. Uh, when is it from? Sol- it's from 2015. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it says, Witchcraft is broken, and the Scarlet Witch is on a journey across the globe to fix it. From the back a- 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 alleys of Manhattan to the serene Greek... To the serene Greek Isles... To the Irish countryside, the former Avenger will face myths and legends of ancient lore, cure curses, and discover there's an even there's there is even more to her complex family history than she knew. I'll stop there so we don't spoil the rest of it. Um, Yeah, it's 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 another like solo series that only lasted. I think it was like 15 issues total. Uh, so I f- feel like we could read that but for uh, two weeks yeah. from now. So that's pitch number one, Scarlet Witch by James Robinson. Pitch number two is actually something we covered a long time ago yes. on the Whatnots podcast. It's time to bring it back here for the review show because uh, this is just perfect timing. Tom King's Vision, Volumes 1 and 2. It's only 12 issues. Again, Volume 1 is on Comixology, but Volume 2 is not. I actually own... Ooh. Oh, where is it? Where'd it go? It's under V for Vision. I was looking in the DC section. It's not, but I own Vision Ooh. Volume One and Two. It's a nice hardback book. This is one of my favorite comics. Um, it is a wonderful. It's a great book. I like to describe it as uh, "What if the Vision, but Breaking Bad." Okay. Um, it just things things go very very wrong very fast and they just keep digging themselves into a bigger hole and it just won't stop and they're just being like try to look normal look normal look normal Mm -hmm. come on um so according to comiXology it says the vision wants to be human and what's more human than family so he heads back to the beginning (laughs) To the laboratory where Ultron created him and molded him into a weapon. The place where he first rebelled against his given destiny and imagined he could be more. That he could be a man. There, he builds them. A wife, Virginia. Two teenage twins, Viv and Vin. 
They look like him. They have his powers. They share his grandest ambition. Or is that obsession? The unrelenting need to be ordinary. Behold <laughs> the visions. They're the family next door, and they have the power to kill us all. What could what? possibly go wrong? So, there you go. There's that one. Uh, yeah, I love this book. It's by Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez Walta. It's a great book. I highly recommend everyone go check this out. If uh, whether or not we pick this one for this next week, please go read this book. It's great. Uh, pitch number three. You guessed it. House of M. <laughs> this is uh, a Marvel event book from 2005. It's eight oh. issues. It's all on Comixology Unlimited. Um, Scarlet Witch is out of control, and the fate of the entire world is in her hands. Will Magneto help his daughter or use his powers to his own benefit? Uh, this stars the astonishing X-Men and the new Avengers. Long story short, uh, Brian Michael Bendis uh, came on to the came on to Marvel and he started writing the Avengers and stuff like that. And he wrote a book called Avengers Disassembled, which basically broke up the Avengers. Mm. Uh, and one of the major players in that was Scarlet Witch. Uh, and by the end of that book, yeah, she kind of went crazy. Uh, and uh, with House of M, we are seeing that full tilt. We're seeing mm -hmm. what happened because of that. Scarlet Witch has created this perfect reality where everything yeah. is just exactly how everyone wants it. Um, and uh, cracks are starting to show and stuff like that. And so these characters have to kind of figure out what to do and how to confront her and be like, Hey, uh, this is bad. Uh, <laughs> let, let, let's stop this. So that is House of M for you there. So pitch number one, Scarlet Witch, volumes one through three. Pitch number two, Vision, volumes one and two. And pitch number three, House of M. <laughs> I am going to have to go with Vision because you have spoken of it so highly any chance you get the opportunity yes it is a wonder it's one of my favorite books it's so good <laughs> um i'm glad that you picked this one because i really yeah. want you to read this book um yeah so that is what we will do in two weeks time which means mm -hmm. we will be recording it on uh march 7th mm -hmm. so it'll be out march 10th so be on the lookout for that um and be excited about that one. But next week, don't forget, season two of Halt and Catch Fire. I'm excited to get back to, to, to this. Uh, I've recently started following Chris Cantwell on Twitter. And I, he has, he's a good Twitter follow. <laughs> so go, go follow him there. But uh, yeah. Ooh, okay. That's all of that. That basically wraps us up for this week. Mm -hmm. So, Melissa. Yep. Where can the people find you? 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Our latest episode, a friend of the show, Jack, joins us to talk about Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure. I have never heard of that show. It was a no, it was a movie that came out in theaters in like, I don't know, 2013, 2014, something like that. And it was designed to be like, this is a movie you take little kids to, you know, like three, four year olds. And it's like a dance along. The movie's got a lot of musical numbers in it. And the kids are invited to get up and like dance along with the characters in the movie. Gotcha. Uh, it did not do well. <laughs> Nobody yeah. was excited for that concept. And it is a, a, a baffling fever dream of a film. Interesting. Interesting. Well, there, there you go. Go check, check, check that out. Saturday Morning Obscurities. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe. Uh, go leave us a kind review if you guys like what we do on your podcasting apps. That would help us out a, t- a ton Please, please, please go rate and review. I cannot stress that enough, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you have nice things to say, because that helps us get the show out there and improve and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that would mean a lot to us. That's what we're hoping for in the new year here. Uh, I guess that's about it, though. So this has been episode 145 mm-hmm. of the What Nots Review Show. Thanks for ch- checking it out, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.